0: Welcome to Fright School Are you ready? Class is in session Welcome back to Fright School Hello Joe Hi Joshua
1: How are you? I'm good I'm full You're full I'm full you're full. I had some, had some um, lovely latkes.
0: That's right. You had some of the Sam's Quinches latkes.
1: Yes. Latkes. Latkes. <laughs> he made them with
0: love, like, starting very early this morning. Yes, I'm sure it woke you up. Yeah. No, he. I did wake up uh, before he started. I thought that's what I was going to wake up to, so I was disappointed that I didn't wake, that I wasn't awoken by the uh, crispifying of, of deep <laughs> of, frying uh, of latkes. Lodka. Yeah. But uh,
1: I'm glad that you enjoyed them.
0: I did. I did enjoy them thoroughly. Yes, they were tasty. Um,
1: hmm. <sighs> it feels like we haven't done this in an age. I know. But here we are. But here we are once again. And it's Halloween week. Halloween Yay! week. Halloween. Halloween. Sawin. Yeah,
0: I. Um, I'm excited to. You know, this is just another episode of just um, unabashed. Rob zombie. Yes. Stroking. Yes. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Um yeah.
1: how have you been? You were away. I was away. I was gay and away. Yeah. How did it go? It was great. Went to New York, New York City. Yeah. Went to Portland. Um. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was. I will never. I will never try to fit that many cities in again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did a whole lot in like a lot of trips a week. Yeah, I was in a lot of airports. How long were you gone? I was gone from. Uh, I was gone for about a week. Yeah, you know, just a little under. Seemed like forever because you were just bouncing around all kind of places. You went to a wedding. I went to a wedding. I went to a heterosexual wedding. Right. Um, beautiful, amazing, stunning. Um, my friend is the. My friend is the bride. I used to work with her. And so, you know, had a really nice wedding in Portland. Um, And then I went to New York City. Ooh. Did you Um, see any shows? You did see shows. I did see shows. I saw Moulin Rouge. Yes. um, Which was great. Yeah, I was going to ask, how was it? Um, now, it, was it
0: really great because you just knew all the songs and were having a good time, or was it, like, actually
1: No, good? The, the women behind me, that's why it was, like, that's why they were there, because they were like, oh, I am, uh, they knew all the songs, they were singing. Um, I was trying to channel my Underwindy Maples to tell her to go shut the fuck up, but I didn't. Um, but anyway, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't understand that about folk. When they, uh... When they try to, like, yeah. you know, sing the songs. And it's a jukebox musical, and it's all these pop songs, and it's great, like... But
0: even that, it's it's a theatrical
1: experience, it's not like going to a
0: concert. Because even at a concert, I don't want to really hear you fucking sing. Not every song. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, the hits that I don't care about anyways, but, like, come on. Like, this is a Broadway show. No, it's yeah. not
1: even off-Broadway. No, bro- it's on-Broadway. Broadway. Um, no, these women were rubes, uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> well... They have consider yourself judged, ladies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> consider yourself judged. We uh, they were rube, so it's rube. fine. And and I was like, you know what? Did they have
0: uh, was cheap bags and good shoes, or what is it? Uh, or good they, bag and
1: cheap shoes? Is no, that what it is? in? neither. The um, Silence of the lambs. That's not what I'm with. Yeah, I, good they They felt like uh, cheap uh, shoes. They uh, you know, they they were fine. They sang the songs that they knew, but there was a lot of songs they didn't know. And, um, and my thing was like, as long as they don't mess up the come what may moment, which they didn't. So Oh, well, that's good. So that was... Because they didn't know that song. No, <laughs> they didn't. No, no, they didn't. They didn't know that song. They didn't know anything about um, even the film or whatever. So... Really? Uh, it didn't seem like it at all. Because yeah. like, they didn't sing like, you know, the parts that were direct uh, translations from the film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause they've kind of padded it out with new music. Cause I, I imagine
0: they couldn't get the rights to everything. Cause it wasn't that what kind of kept it in development. Hell, all
1: these years. Yeah, exactly. Cause like the way that they've, th- they've redone some of the songs. So like the elephant love medley has a lot more songs, um, in it and it's really cool how they've we- woven everything together even um the sparkling diamond song um all just um all just uh woven in really cool but like you know there are things that like i miss like i uh the even the even the pitch the 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 pitch to the duke of the show that they want to do is spectacular, different spectacular
0: spectacular
1: uh, it's not even called that anymore because oh, okay. it's it's a whole it's, it's a, a whole, whole different new. thing okay and then they don't have like a virgin, which you know Madonna wasn't gonna sign it over. <laughs> uh, but they have a really cool like bad romance tango thing. Actually, and I wonder because didn't they got Material Girl? They got a little bit of Material Girl, but they didn't get the whole thing of Material Girl.
0: Right. Well, she only sings a bit of it in the movie, anyways. Yeah, just the the chorus ones. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I don't good. think Madonna Madonna didn't write either of those songs. I think so. Oh, it would well, be somebody else, other mm, publishers, probably.
1: But either way, regardless, yeah. they're not there. Yeah, it was very fun. Lots of fun. But yeah, you had fun. The set looked cool. Set was amazing. Like it was. How did they, where
0: did they put the elephant?
1: So the elephant and the windmill were um, stationary pieces there the whole time. And then they brought in... That the cast doesn't interact with? They, they interact as like, oh, you can see it. Like, they reference it and they see it from afar. And then when they're in the elephant, they're um, they move set pieces around. And so you can see, like, how like how it is in the film where it's like the little heart that's the, dec- the decoration on the elephant is. Yeah. So they show you that from like, you can but see it from stage, within. They on don't stage. go to the elephant. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. okay. So the windmill is just the... a giant prop. Exactly. It's just a giant prop that's okay. there for decoration. Cool. But like, you know, this, it's a Broadway, it's a Broadway house where their only thing they're doing in that, in that venue is Moulin Rouge. So, you know, floor to ceiling, red damask. And like, it's just, it, it's so great. And then like the when you're walking in before the show starts to doing the pre-show, it's, you know, men in suits and top hats, tuxedos and top hats like smoking cigarettes, judging people. Are they, they wearing tutus? Uh at the end. At the end. At okay. the end. And then the um ladies at the bottom, um the then at the top of the show they had two women uh who were sword swallowers come out. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was
0: really cool. Yeah, so they have some of like live acts that yeah. would have been featured yeah, exactly. in the original Melange <laughs> well that sounds beautiful regardless
1: so what uh, what else did you see uh, so you saw that that's I like your that. fun musical and that was you our see fun something musical something more serious yes we saw Slave Play okay um, by Jeremy O'Harris um, basically what it is is uh, it's three interracial couples uh, black and white um, people where the black partner is uh uh, has not been able to experience orgasm by the white partner from from their sex. So, uh, in the context of the play, they do this immersive therapy, uh, where the uh, partners reenact a uh, a kink scene, basically uh, the better you know, no, no, uh, for lack of a better way of describing it, a kink scene where um, it's a master and slave of the antebellum South. And so huh. yeah, it's two two hours long, no intermission. Oh wow. Which was intentional I was by gonna the was It rhyme. sounds intense then. It was it was pretty intense, but it was hilarious in parts. Yeah. And um there were like there was an interracial couple sitting in front of me that like looked completely shocked <laughs> from behind uh my friend who sat towards the front, he saw like this interracial couple arguing with them arguing with each other. Um yeah, it's supposed to be the, what I've heard put about it is that you know the play is basically an examination of how um, even 400 years later after the first you know the beginning of the Atlantic slave trade, it's still not something that people have dealt with and it comes out even in modern relationships and how and how that happens and huh. Interesting. Is, it's, it, but like the thing is that it's that there are really tense moments and there's very poignant things, but it's also super hilarious in parts. Like there's a part where um there's a part where uh there it's the woman um is the slave and her white husband is the overseer, but she keeps calling him master massa and he's like, oh i'm not I'm not the master. <laughs> I'm the overseer. I'm like your manager <laughs> and just like you know mm. but like it's he, he, and then you realize that like even though he's the one who is supposed to have the power and control in the con like the subtext is that she's the one who's really in control right and yeah, it's it's interesting. Huh. Well, yeah, it sounds fascinating. Um I w- I would like to see that. I think it'd be very I'd like to read it. I wonder if it's published anywhere. Um I've been looking for a script somewhere yeah. because I really want to I really want to read it as well. Yeah, you let me know cuz that would be a be, a, That'd be an, a very interesting read, you know. Yeah, and then I saw um a, the first thing we saw was a cabaret of, um, music and comedy called Spirit Night at Joe's Pub at the Public. Oh, that's Theater. right. Yeah, I saw that those photos too. That looked like a lot of fun. Oh, it was I'm nuts jealous. and insane. It was like, just like there was Anna Fabrega who um placed Tati on the Los Spookies. She was there. I sat front row. Um, I did the Joshua thing. I sat front row and it was like just absorbed all of it absorb it absorb it absorb it, yes. it absorb Very it nice. Absorb it. and it was great there was the finale was two gay guys casting um gay sex magic on everybody uh it was really great cool yeah, people saying sex magic. one guy did a duet with himself he did um get happy happy days are here again but he played a video of him in a rehearsal space doing the judy part and he did the barber part live so he had a du- duet with himself. So like Jack McFarland, basically like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ma, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he did a duet with himself. And Amazing. There was like it was. There was a woman who came out, and her her she had one of my favorite jokes of the night. She came out in this like really cool like asymmetrical, like, yellow, almost kind of big bird-looking dress. And she's like, in fifth grade, someone called me Sarah Plain and Tall, and my entire life since then has been an overreaction. (laughs) (laughs) And then she proceeded to do a flawless version of (laughs) D-I-V-O-R-C-E. She's like, I was at a... She's like, I did this song at a talent show. My my parents still very very happy married, almost thirty five years, and this is the song I did. And then she did D I V O R C. <laughs> what's that? What show is that from? Um, D-I-V-O-R-C-E? Oh, that's from Slate. That, that was from uh, Spirit Night. Uh, oh. that, that that was some. No, no, no. But I up. mean, what's the, the that song? What is? That um, that's the Lynn. Oh, D I V O R C.
0: Sorry, I'm thinking
1: of. I'm just th- I'm just in like oh, thinking yeah. of, like musicals and yeah, things, yeah yeah you
0: know? but the they did divorce
1: they did um they did a lot of uh, uh musicals too they did yeah, day by day sense. from Godspell of course they did um Larry Owens 500
0: who, and yeah blah blah whatever it is. oh I mean, no it's... they
1: did uh, hun- another hundred people <laughs> coming from a uh, company which I love yeah. and they did Spirit from the Beyonce the Beyonce track from the new Lion King. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> which was of course it was it was all sorts of stuff it was my favorite thing of the whole trip was that because of just how it started and... speaking of la lupone now i know that we're not <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> because of company, uh, I know that this isn't art time of the month, but uh, just indulge for a bit. Have you seen her reading Andrew Lloyd Webber for filth everywhere? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess they really hate each other. Which I mean, I I don't know too much about it. I, I, I well, enjoy you know, Patti Lapone I enjoy Andrew Lloyd Webber's music. Uh, you know, what did he say? Talented what, people.
1: What did what did Lloyd Webber? <laughs> say? No, I, they
0: have they have some kind of old. It goes back to when like he cast Glenn Close in Sunset Boulevard instead of her you know for the, like the broadway or whatever it was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like goes back a long time never mind I, th- I thought if i brought it up you would have more details no
1: now now i'm gonna go look at it yeah there was just news recently i guess he
0: wrote about her in his autobiography or something and so they asked her to comment and you know she's very very catty very patty
1: and she was like fuck that right <laughs> exactly yeah. There's this great uh, quote from her that I recently found, which was like, you know, um, she's like, I believe a singer should uh, should be able to sing, uh, sing through with the force it would take to um, to um, spew a, a, a mouthful of peanut butter out of her mouth. So if you ever see me choking on peanut butter uh, and I can't handle it myself, let me die because the patty you know is dead. <laughs> and I was like, "Wah!" that that's great.
0: Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, she was also um, reading like younger singers for filth saying that they depend too much on microphones and that they their voices should be able to fill a theater. Um, yeah. Oh, so she called him she called him a sad sack, I guess after he criticized her in something else in his book so i don't know blah blah whatever never mind that was a wasted segment because i just thought that
1: <laughs> no i thought maybe you had have more tea you didn't I, run I, into her somewhere no or, i did not you know? run into her <laughs> uh, um, um <laughs> i didn't run into her any other shows uh, no that was it that's all we had time for all right um but yeah it was it was great um I it's funny because I I bought a ticket I bought a subscription to the San Diego Symphony's Winter Pops, which they're calling Broadway at the Jacob Center, and um, it's three shows only. And the first one starts with uh, Rufus Wainwright and the and the full symphony, so that's ah. that's coming up in November. And then um, Broadway actor Norm Lewis is doing love songs from Broadway on Valentine's Day, and it's supposed to end with Patti LuPone, um doing. Um, Doing music, doing her own music, or, or like Broadway on um, in March. She's gonna be here in San Diego. Not anymore. When uh, I got the tickets, they had switched it because it company got picked up for Broadway. So oh, she's okay. reprising okay. her role that she did in the West End. Right. So is this instead the one where that, they play the instruments on stage? No, that's um. Oh. No, this is a whole this this version of Company is completely new. Okay. Because they got, um, and when they did in the West End, they got Sondheim's permission to change the gender of Bobby. So Bobby is now B-O-B-B-I and it's a woman and then some of the, so all of her partners, the genders have changed a little bit. Huh, interesting. And so when they do not getting married today, it's actually two men getting married. It's, um, which kind of adds, which is really cool because it kind of adds to like the idea of, you know, gay men being noncommittal. Yeah. (laughs) Again, it sounds
0: very Will and Grace with uh, Bobby Adler. Like, as the music yeah. person.
1: Exactly. The, 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 uh, the ice person cometh. Yeah, the ice person The death comes. of a salesperson. <laughs> um, or Millie Lohman, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. The Millie death Loman. of a salesperson. Um, yeah. Well, any, regardless. But yeah, very, so very it's going to cool be Sutton her. Foster instead. Yeah. And I do love it. I do enjoy Sutton Foster. All so. right. Well, I, I dig
0: it. Uh, I'm just trying to think what I've been up to. I did miss uh, miss you, but I'm glad that you had fun. Gorefest was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sad that you weren't there. Um, I'm sad that I wasn't there either. That's okay. It looked like fun. you know. It, it was. Uh, a lot of good costumes. Um, Brian, shout out to Brian, who is killing it over on our social media on Facebook. Facebook. Hope that you all like the uh, cerebrus, the uh, (laughs) Hellfloof post, Uh, because that that went a little crazy on the page. So thank you to uh, Brian for finding that Mm -hmm. and all the new likes that we have. I know he's being so bad. I know. And you know, it's hard to feel mad at him because he was really squirmy yesterday and I was trying to clip his nails and I cut his quick a little bit. So he was bleedy and that was kind of a bummer. I mean, he didn't seem to notice, but... But uh, now he's lashing you know, out. Right now. Now yeah, he's like, at my, my tonight. time, <laughs> my chance. Uh, but he came as, um, you know, because I had said that the theme was going to be where and that people could kind of, you know, however they wanted to interpret it. So he came as um, where Waldo. <laughs> so he was like <laughs> a werewolf version. And his partner came as a Grande. <laughs> and uh, the, the,
1: the, that was fantastic. Do you have pictures of that? I need to see that.
0: There are photos. I'm really bad about photos. I'm the worst. Like, people are like, oh, I want to see pictures. I'm like, I don't I don't take pictures. I'm too like, busy just dealing with everybody being at the house, you know, yeah. and going around and just trying to, you know, visit with everybody as much as possible and, you know, hanging out. So I didn't really take any photos. Uh, I posted a photo of my Red Riding Hood werewolf Which hunter. I loved. Yeah, it came out alright. I you know, it made me so mad, though, because I had spent, like, an hour messing with, like, liquid latex and building these, like, claw marks. And, you know, I fucked it up, and I was just angry. So, I was like, fuck it. And I took it off and just, you know, just painted on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which came out looking fine in the pictures and stuff that I took. Yeah, it I was did. like, all right, well, this works. And it's dark and out here anyway, so who's going to know uh, or really look that closely? Uh, but I was happy with the overall look, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it yep. was a lot of fun. And... um, uh, somebody came as Carmen San Diego, which I also thought was fun on the yes. wear theme. <laughs> uh, along, and her partner came as Where's Waldo, so it was yeah. really neat that we had like two two Waldo's, two Waldos. like Jekyll and Hyde, you know. Um, yeah, lots of lots of really good costumes. It was it was fun. We showed um, what all did we show? Bad Moon um, Wolfen. It was, it was an interesting mix. It was funny to kind of walk through the living room and have people just standing for it because you can't hear it, you know, because the music's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just watching like, this movie is very weird. <laughs> like, yeah, And I'm like, well, I'm not sure if it would be weirder with or without the sound, you know? Like, <laughs> it might just be as strange. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Gorefest was a lot of fun. Um, I went to see A Night with Janis Joplin again. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, that was a blast with uh, Mary Bridget Davies uh, uh, reprising her... Uh, Tony-nominated role as Janice, mm-hmm. so it was great. I, I bought myself a front-row seat, took myself on a little date out down at the Balboa Theater here in San Diego, and uh, it mm-hmm. was a good time. Other than that, I just laid here on the couch, despondent that you weren't <laughs> here.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, Joshua. I did miss you. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Every time I saw, you know, someone bleeding to death, uh, on bleeding the to death on the train, <laughs> I was like, ah. Uh, Joshua would love this. Uh, I'm getting rid of this couch.
0: Mm. I know. Are you sad? It's time. This whole room is going to be redone again. Why? Because I'm... Because you're you. (laughs) Because I'm me. Yeah. Yeah, I've got all kinds of new stuff coming. So I got to keep it fresh. You know, we've had lovely guests in here and I want them to come back and it'll be a different room. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) gotta keep it uh, changing uh i'm trying to think of anything else um carrie's still going at on stage playhouse so if you haven't seen yeah. it yet please make sure you check it out uh, there's a link in the uh, description box or you know the show notes yeah uh follow us on the instagram and the Facebooks go get yourself the, the
1: curse of blood right
0: <laughs> uh i can't any other announcements None from me. Yeah, not yet. We'll have new. None stuff. from me.
1: Satanic panics on DVD and Blu-ray. That's right. Go get it. Yes, and
0: check. Make sure you check out our uh, episode review of that. I hope we gotta get in touch with her again. Have her come on and just to to break Satanic Panic down for us. Yeah. Uh, and Chelsea. also maybe just to hang out. <laughs> yeah, or just to hang out, or I just love to hang that too. <laughs> uh I think that's pretty much it. So. Guess we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back to uh, chat a little bit about Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween. Yes. Uh.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Joe here. Thank you so much for listening to Fright School. If you are enjoying Joshua's continued efforts to scare the living daylights out of me, please take a moment to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. And please tell all your friends about us. Get in on the conversation by following Fright School on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Want to be a guest lecturer on an upcoming episode? Want to be a student? Want to submit a film for consideration? Got a question or more likely a correction for Joshua, shoot us an email at info at fright School.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. I was just telling Joshua that he could criticize me. Well, yeah. <laughs> if I needed permission, no, we got to get
0: this episode. He's like, we got to get going. We can't be waiting around too long. He's got to get to the uh, movie theater to see Zombieland 2. Without me, I've created a monster. How many movies have you seen now without me? Never mind. Don't tell me. I feel like it's probably more than I actually know about. Been off sneaking off to see things.
1: Well, you know. I, I,
0: so many field trip episodes that will never happen now. <laughs>
1: I mean, you knew that I saw Ma without you. Yeah. I saw it with TJ. Right. Um, which TJ we would be- We need to watch and, re- and do of TJ episode. would be very upset if we don't do Ma with him. Yeah, I know. That yes. sounds weird. We
0: definitely, we definitely will. <laughs> if we don't do Ma. Oh my God, that's like my brother Cody, who I'm going to talk a little bit about um, <laughs> and with this. He posted this- meme on Facebook of so stupid because he just didn't think about it and it was like you know if you're the kind that we can't bust a quickie out at the family reunion or you like we're not meant to be or some kind of nonsense and I'm like I don't think you really thought about this like I, I get what he was saying like he you know he and his wife should be able to like sneak off and like be down for that like wild kind oh. of thing but he just didn't think about it and especially in the context like I constantly make fun of his family for being like inbred um <laughs> Hit the other side of the family, not because we're, you know, his his father and their family, you know. So I like posted under it, and I was just like,
1: hmm, "That's that's that
0: side of the family kicking up in you, you know." Like, Let's get a blood test on, on little Becca, how about? Um, just to be sure. Joshua, he listens. I know he listens, that's okay. He not you know, whatever. Because um, I, but you know, I, you know how I am. Because I tagged her in my comment. I was just like, you know, let's make sure, you know, because she seems like she has some sense. But, you know, there's a black sheep in every family,
1: so,
0: you know, she, could, always a she su- could possibly still be related, even with a brain,
1: you know? There's also surprising <laughs> re- re- surprising familial relations, as we discovered in this right. film right. transition. Yeah,
0: very nice. It's like, I, I don't want to talk about incest anymore. Um, <laughs> we do that enough on this show. No more uh, incest, please. So, yeah, Halloween, 2007, directed by Rob Zombie. This is just, you know, fun little Halloween episode, you know, know? in the week, you know. But there's some things we can talk about, things to unpack, right, Joe? So generally, the second half of the film is largely a a remake of the 1978 John Carpenter film that we all know and love. But what Rob decided to do is give it a, give Michael a backstory and a... Pathos, you know, give him a give him a, a reason for his behavior. Um, obviously very controversial because the you know the scary thing about like the original film is it seems so you don't know yeah, it's so out of nowhere. You know, it's like quiet suburbia, living its life, doing its thing, happy folk murderer comes in and starts killing people. It's, you know, inexplicably. Uh, so it kind of takes that away. But I did, I did appreciate, I I guess some of his, uh, interviews, comments on it are are just that, you know, he'd felt over the years we'd gotten so used to Michael Myers and who he was, um, that like he, Freddie, Chucky, they've almost become comical characters. You know, there's, there's a, there's a humor there and he wanted to bring back a real sense of horror. And, um, you know, John Carpenter, when he told him that he was gonna remake it, had advised him to make it his own, and he did that's what he did <laughs> so
1: um, what did you think, Joe? Uh, I thought it was fine um, <laughs> uh, fine, that was fine i mean it it was that's definitely we um, it was a slasher. Um, I think I like this better than House of a Thousand Corpses, mm-hmm. uh, maybe because you know I can only tolerate so many like fever dreamy type <laughs> type films that we watch. Yeah, this is a little bit more straightforward. This is more straightforward, more linear. Um, I thought that um, I, I thought that this did a really good job of of doing exactly uh, of doing exactly that with the pathos and adding more to it. Um, I will say that I do like the idea of like never hearing Michael speak at all. Yeah. So you know and how and I thought that that was something that was a challenge of making him have words in the beginning when he's the child right as a boy as a boy, and then as he moves through into you know fully becoming the shape, um, it, he loses all the words. And I thought that that was an interesting uh, that, that that was a challenge. Um, right Because it didn't quite It didn't quite make it there for me But I did enjoy Like giving him a face As a child Like giving him his own face as a child. Yeah
0: The face of uh, dig Fersh Yeah uh, <laughs> Who we have met at uh, What well, did you Did you see him at Midsummer Scream No I there? didn't I okay. didn't meet him yeah, he's actually been here. He's been here at my house. He's friends with friends, and they brought him to Scary Christmas last year.
1: Yes, wonderful. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he's very, very nice guy, at least to me. I mean, <laughs> he, he was perfectly pleasant. He was, a, he's a cool dude. So you should definitely follow him. I think it's um, the Great Dag. the Great Dag. Yeah, D A G on uh, Instagram. Follow his exploits. But yeah, he's a he's a really nice guy. So actually, he. So I got a picture of him as the young Michael there with. Uh, Tyler Maines, I'm assuming that's Tyler Maines and the Michael Myers mask in Rob Zombie. Uh, but yeah, really cool kid. So. Um yeah, I, I think that, again, movies, because I, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake kind of d- d- wanted to do the same thing with Leatherface, yeah, get yeah a yeah. little bit more of a backstory, kind of flush him out a bit. I mean, you see him in the original, you know, 74 film with his family and, you know, you, you get enough of their relationship that <laughs> no wonder they're all, you know, really fucked up. Uh, but I just think that there was something in that... In the, in the wake of, like, September 11th and, you know, the horror that came after that, there was a real need to explain where it came from. Yeah. You know? And so, and, like, with Saw, you know, those movies are very much, like, a morality play. Uh, you know, like, you're being punished for, because of this, because you've done this. I'm going to spell it out for you. Um, you know, and so I think there was a lot in, in the remakes and, and movies that came out in, in, in that aftermath. It was just seeking to try to explain
1: insanity yeah. and kind of put it, you know, into a c- in controlled environment. Because there was so much cruelty at that time. We don't, it's unexplained cruelty that we need more. We need to know why. Yeah. I just, I think it's, you know,
0: one of those moments in, in culture where people just were really asking you know those sorts of questions and so I just think that this is another film kind of in that realm I mean you know (laughs) maybe again anthropology you know just kind of looking back I I just kind of put it in that same reference where it's like we're just trying to give a you know give a reason and explanation for yeah 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 for sure uh, so I really enjoy this. I, I remember seeing it in the theater. I went with my brother Cody. I don't remember. Gosh, how old would he have been? Because this is
1: seven, two thousand seven, right? Yeah. Released, so. so
0: what is that? God, twelve years ago. Oof, jeez. So he was probably thirteen, mm-hmm. twelve or thirteen. And so I remember the day we went to. It was new. We went to see it in Kentucky at the Newport. Um, there's a Newport Aquarium is what it's called Newport Kentucky and they have an AMC theater there or something like that I, I can't remember I, th- I think it's AMC regardless so we they had a hot topic it was part of a mall and so the Hot Topic, you know, was out. They have these really cool Halloween T-shirts with Michael Myers' face on it. I actually, I think, just recently threw mine out. <laughs> I've had it for all this time, but it's really kind of old and tattered. Um, I may have folded it up and saved it somewhere. This isn't something you need to think about, reader. <laughs> so, did I put it in a drawer? Did I get it in the closet? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I bought us each one. And, uh, we wore it and we went into this to see the sh- to see the movie. It was a lot of fun. It was oh, actually, look at that! yeah, it was a nice, uh, moment with my brother right before, I mean, cause this is, um, a year and a half or so before I moved away to California. So it was one of the last times I saw him, uh, as a kid actually was seeing this movie. Wow. Yeah. It was one of the last times that we did something as like brothers, uh, was to go see Halloween. So, lovely little story, little memory. Um, So, if you're listening to that, Cody, there you go. See, I have, I do have, I have good memories. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But, you know, I remember really enjoying it because I'm, you know, again, because I'm really into psychology. I really appreciated sort of trying to, you know, build that craft, you know, some sort of psychosis you know or some sort of explanation narrative Uh, around yeah Yeah. plus again with it's another movie that has a really
1: fun soundtrack you know yeah a good music yeah for sure yeah um what else was danielle danielle harris was in another halloween movie right yeah so she
0: played jamie lloyd his um niece i think michael's niece in uh four and five in the Mm -hmm. original in the original yeah um series and so i I think that she really campaigned to have this because rob zombie was really against having anybody in the cast who had been in the like original franchise and so she really advocated for herself to be in it so it's kind of it was a cool surprise you know to see her you know yeah i mean good for the fans but it's she's not playing the same character no no not at all you know coming back and playing annie and then she does survive so she's in his sequel uh, which is also similar to the original where it starts with the hospital and the whole thing and um it's it's very very interesting oh Uh, so there
1: is a sequel to this yeah
0: yeah halloween 2 that he did there was supposed to be a third one but rob says that there's just a lot uh, they were really hard work, and he wasn't happy making these movies. Mm. Um, but I imagine that
1: the studio just didn't want to probably put more money in. Yeah, well, there's a <laughs> lot of pressure. I mean, it's yeah. also a, it's a colossal fandom. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of the you know he's one of the the staples of the slasher genre. So yes, yeah. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah, so having Rob do his thing again, I think much like House of Thousand Corpses and um, even The Devil's Rejects, and it's like kind of um, uh, what do you want to say, like synthesizing of like exploitation movies? Um, you know, this is very much like a fan film. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think as a, as a horror fan, you know, I think he really was trying to write and produce a love letter. To like the original, so I mean it, that's my personal opinion because I do I do really enjoy this movie. Again, I grade a lot of horror on a big curve, <laughs> you know, and I just think it's fun. You know, it's gory. Yeah, um, Sherry Moon. You know, you brought up several times.
1: Oh yeah, she, I thought she was great. Yeah. I really I really enjoyed watching her, and I thought that her performance was really cool. Um, she's also just very striking. Um as as um as the mother, as a yeah. uh, mother 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 myers. Mother myers. <laughs> as Mother Myers. Um yeah, Deborah. Uh yeah, she was very striking and I thought that she did a great job. I liked her in this a lot more than I did in House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah, uh, she's way less of an extreme. Yeah, she's like there's a tenderness and a softness, and and, and like that tenderness, that softness is the only thing that's really tethering Michael to like reality and, yeah. to, and to any sort of semblance of sanity.
0: Yeah. She plays a big part in the second movie. She's like this um, apparition he keeps seeing who's guiding him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his connection to his mother, again, um, as we've seen in lots of horror with Psycho. And, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, you know, as, as, a, as a big example, um, you know, this movie also kind of is that, again, familial trauma, you know, intergenerational uh, trauma. You know, you're looking at yeah. a family who's very poor. Got a lot of, or at least it seems. You know that they're,
1: yeah, you, you know, uh, somewhat.
0: <laughs> what am I trying to
1: say? <laughs> like they're they're poor. They they. They don't have, they don't come from wealth. Cause like the original the original Halloween, the Myers family looks like they came from. They read that way at the yeah. end. You
0: know, like the way they're dressed when they come up to him, you know, yeah. standing there in his clown costume without the mask. But yeah, so it's just, it, you know, they kind of, it's very violent household. Um, you know, it's just all those sort of stereotypes are there yeah. for what might um, create a. A monster. Yeah. I didn't want to to put it like a monster, like serial killer, you know. Um, Except that she is very, she does seem sweet, you know. like Like his mother is trying to take care of him.
1: But, you know, again, sometimes it doesn't matter. You know, he's going to be. She's very well-intentioned and she's doing Mm -hmm. her best. And she is doing what she needs to do in order for, to provide for her children. I mean, she like, she's like, you know, up. Probably up late the night before, having worked her shift right. um, at the club, and then she's like up early making breakfast for everybody. Yeah, like it's not. <laughs> yeah, this she's is, trying. She's trying. She still went to go see him every, you know, every single day, or at least uh, uh, every week uh, for at least a year, maybe two years. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's yeah, I think it's supposed to be about yeah, it's like seventeen years total yeah. goes by. So yeah, I mean she and i thought that she did that very well and and when it got to that point where she actually had she wasn't confronted with it right so you know she knows that he's the one who did that but she didn't see him commit any of those murders and right yeah yeah. yeah sorry I should an, clarify yeah. like it's
0: two years and then yeah when she sees what happens with the nurse and then she has to end yeah. it, and then another 15 years yeah. goes by
1: and yeah and that nurse was also really shitty
0: like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and again and that's sort of the interesting thing about this uh, movie and again I, I tie it back again into like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes and it's like in sequel that came after where there's this real need to give the villain a a, a story. A reason. Yeah, and almost a justification, you know, because, like, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, his face is very disfigured, and his mother talks about how everybody, like, bullied him and made fun of him, and you people made him this way. You turned him into this, and now you're paying the price. You know, for for his, you know, the, his actions are are direct linked to that, and so it's kind of the same thing. It's like, and watching the movie with this, like the bully, the kid, what was he from? You knew, you
1: recognize. Oh him. yeah, Daryl Sabara. He was uh, from Spy Kids, actually. Um, him and him and Danny Trejo both were in Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Well, because they're they <laughs> they've worked for Robert Rodriguez, so ah, okay. you know that that kind of tracks for me. Um, okay, I think. Daryl Sabara is also like married to Megan Trainor now, um, which is really interesting. Really? But uh, yeah, uh, but I thought that was interesting because that was basically, you know, it was the kind of the end of his particular time. Um, Ooh, you're right; they did get married. Um, end of his time, and like he's a noticeable face as like this. Um, you know, hero of kid movies, and then to see him basically playing this nasty bully, nasty awful bully, and then to get it in the way that he does, you know, yeah, it's so vicious and violent. and
0: It's so interesting because again, I had that Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing that, like, I talk we've talked about so often, where people think it's bloodier than it is, I, because I, I really tried to find the theatrical version because all the only thing I have on DVD is the unrated director's cut, and it does not have the theatrical version on it, at least. I was trying to read it and it didn't look like it did. So I thought I had found the theatrical version on Amazon, but it turned out it wasn't. It was the same cut that I have, which was sort of annoying. But I thought I remembered that whole scene being worse. So it's just yeah. interesting because of the sounds of it and like him hitting him over and over again. It's just, I don't know. I just, I thought I had this memory where, you know, when we were watching it, I'm like, this must not be it because I thought it was worse than this. But I guess I'm just thinking. Yeah. You know, for the theatrical cut, it must have been edited even down from that. Yeah.
1: So, again, folks, know that, just know that this version that we watched is not the theatrical version. Yeah. Uh, but I am very curious to see what the theatrical version would have been because I actually really like this. Yeah. Well, They just changed a lot of
0: different things. Um, one of the reasons I really wanted to watch the theatrical cut is the way that Michael escapes is different. It's like they're transporting him. And, uh, and he and he breaks out because um, I really did not want to watch that scene again <laughs> with, oh yeah the assault With the guards bringing the the girl in one because it just seems very it seems very real you know and very um, tangible and it's just it's very Rob zombie you know to do just this kind of very shocking you know like using that you know I don't know it yeah. just feels very exploit exploitative Um so I, I I was really trying not to, to watch that. So when I realized we were, you know, that's when I realized, because I got up to, you know, get a drink and then I heard that scene. I'm like, wait a second, this isn't right. That's not the theatrical cut. So when I came out and I realized that, you know, they had, had it mislabeled on Amazon. Oh no. So whatever. So there are, there are slight differences. A lot of extra dialogue is really where that comes in. It's like 23 minutes or something of, of material that's different, um, but... The biggest being, like, the way he escapes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that whole scene with, like, Lou Temple and the other guard, it's just, it's really horrifying and gross. And, um, yeah, I remember seeing that for the first time when I got the unrated cut. Because that, like, back when these, like, DVDs were coming out, it's not like you could stream it, you know? It's no, like yeah. I just, I bought it because it was unrated, you know? Um, and I figured that's, so I was really shocked by that scene back then. Yeah, So exactly. I really, I, yeah. it's not one of my favorites to watch <laughs> yeah it
1: gives him a it gives him a reason again to start killing right and that
0: actually and that's going back to the whole point of bringing this what we were talking about is that you know that kid is so nasty um i think his name is is it wesley wesley yeah the school bully um daryl sabara it's you you're like, yeah, get him. <laughs> you know, you kind of have, again, that revenge fantasy sort of thing. And then with the, um, what's it, is it Ronnie? Uh, the guard. W- William Forsyth playing uh, Ronnie, the uh, dad. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the stepfather, I'm guessing. Um, you're like, you just, you don't, you know, yeah, get him. Fuck it. You know, the sister, not so much, but, you know,
1: him, you just, you don't really feel. Yeah. It's the indiscriminate nature of. Of Michael, like the indiscriminate, right. the indiscriminate nature of, you know, he doesn't kill, um, the baby, you know, he just, he acts, he's like happy Halloween and then boop, <laughs> boops are on the nose. Right. But like everyone else, you know, for whatever reason, he has determined that it's time for them to die, um, you know, by his psychosis or, you know, yeah. there's no morality attached to it. Yeah, and then that further plays out with him killing the Danny Trejo character who had taken care of him. Yes, three more months to retirement, and then there you go. I know, it's such a bummer. I'm like, dude,
0: he was almost out.
1: (laughs) Which thoroughly enjoyed Danny Trejo in this movie. I thought, I was like, oh, look at this. He's not like some, you know, awful biker uh, thug. He's like an orderly that, you know, is showing compassion. Like... You could have you could have easily put Dan, like Cheech Marin in in the Danny Trejo position like it was to have him who is this you know who usually plays these like oh okay gruff rough, yeah, yeah, rough yeah, yeah. and tumble guys yeah, yeah 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 you know so yeah no yeah very different um, vibe and
0: I like that because you know you always think that there are. Those sorts of people out there that are that do work in these places that work in prisons or yeah. work in um, institutions, in, where they probably do feel a bit like they're gatekeepers, or you know, they they, you know the people in their cells deserve some sort of dignity regardless of what, you know, what, what crimes they've committed, you know, or what, or what they've done in their life outside. Uh, so it was just, yeah, he's a sweet character. So it is, um, but that does, that, that goes a long way in saying like in establishing exactly what sort of killer Michael is, you know, within this film. Um, let's see what else, what else to talk about. Nice to see uh, a little D Wallace pop up. Um, D. Wallace Stone, she... Um, E.T.'s mom. <laughs> I think we've talked about a little e- bit. E.T.'s
1: mom, I, I, <laughs> I know I've seen it. I just, I don't remember it. It's not a, it's not a touchstone film of childhood for me. Um, she was also in the original um, Hills Have Eyes, The Howling, Cujo,
0: Critters. Uh, you know, so she's considered a scream queen. So it was cool to see her pop up in this. Yeah. Um, Again, it's nice fan service. You know, there's some cool, yeah. like, little... Like, Brad Dorif. you know, as the sheriff is awesome. You know, he's yeah. the voice of Chucky uh, throughout several of the uh, films. Um,
1: let's see. It's kind of looking through here. Malcolm McDowell with his, you know, unfortunate whatever time period hair he's got going on. Um, yeah,
0: which I really like that the... Um, the casting of him. Yes. Yes. You know, for uh, one, cause you know, I, I think he plays the role really well and they do a good job, I think in bridging like that look, you know, from mm-hmm. like young to old. Um, but because he was in a clockwork orange, which is about like indiscriminate violence, you know, I just think is a very interesting choice in bringing him in, you know, to, to, to be in this extremely violent film. Um, that's, you know, is a, a bit of a, not a meditation on violence, but but kind of, you know, about the nature of evil. Yeah. Um, when, you know, that's, you know, what A Clockwork Orange is is, is um, about. Oh, sorry. I thought it was. He's oh, you're trying good. so hard to, like, <laughs> disrupt things. He, today. He's really succeeding. I know. Yeah. Uh, he's a jerk. <laughs> Uh, But regardless, yeah, it was neat to see him uh, in this. I thought he was a good casting choice uh, to to play Loomis. No, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know. She didn't pop no, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> well, again, he did want uh, claim that he wanted to avoid casting anybody from
1: previous. You know, it can be a
0: little stunty in a way. Um, I, and I, I don't know, you know, at the end how he felt about really having Daniel Harris there. But I really like her. I like her personally. Like, I just, I like a lot oh, of what yeah. she's in. And I think she's great in this. And she's, I really enjoy the second one, too. So. There we go. <laughs> you know, for her being in there, you know, and we, you know, we're right near her. She was so sweet at, uh, monster at uh, mania. monster
1: mania. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, I'm going to have a sip of beverage real
1: quick. Yes. Your makeshift sangria.
0: Yeah. I don't know what it's good. Just from, cause, um, my friend brought, um, a mimosa bar. That's what she kind of does when we have our brunches, uh, which I love, you know, she brings lots of different juices and, you know, different champagnes and things to try every time. So, I'm just still kind of sipping on that. <laughs> um, what else to talk about? You know, I, again, it, this is just, you know. More fan service to Robert exactly. Zombie. Because I do. I like it. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I think it's an interesting piece in the Michael Myers canon. And I thought after watching it again today, uh, you know, I was like, man, you know, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, you know, I, yeah. I I don't get all the hate that it gets. Um, outside of just the usual, like, oh, I don't want people trading on my childhood or, on, you know, but, you know, like, nobody took away John Carpenter's from me. My yeah. 40th anniversary Blu-ray is right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> John blessed it. So, you know, I, I yeah. have a feeling it'd be a different story if he didn't get, uh, If he didn't get Rob Zombie, if Rob Zombie didn't ask him or didn't at least mention it or, you know, because that's the thing is that like the Carpenter's legend, like, right. So, yeah. And I just think everything's kind of, you know, everything's going to have that,
0: you know, there's going to be people that hate it, people that love it, um, you know, but I just think it's, you know. At the end of the day, I, I just think it's a fun time. You know, it's a cool reinvention. Again, great soundtrack. Yeah, you know, um, pretty. I I enjoy the casting. I think there's a lot of good acting in it. Um, uh, you know, for a horror, for a horror, <laughs> film. horror
1: film, for a horror film, right? <laughs> no, I enjoyed it as well. Any other takeaways from you? I I thought like again, it's like I I understand your the complicated feelings about like portraying Michael as having come from this kind of background of poverty mm-hmm. because it's like, we don't want to a stigmatize or pathologize people who come from those sites of sorts of bra- sorts of backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's attainable given the Rob zombie aesthetic. Yeah. So I feel like that's not without outside the realm of possibility, but, um, I feel like by doing that, it does make it less, it, it kind of adds a weird justification mm-hmm. to, um, to why Michael is the way he is, almost, and right. then also uh, it's uh, it's all more of a willingness for people to cast him away because of where he comes from. Yeah. So, like, if you know, if you can, if you continue along the path of him being a like from a middle class supposedly family, um, it's less there are more people who would be likely to care as opposed to oh he's just another white trash kid who's doing some crazy shit like let's just not. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I feel like this, having him come from that background, it's easier for him to feel like a part of the quote-unquote discarded. Ah, yeah, yeah. Although it's interesting because, you know, the school does want to bring in a psychiatrist, but
0: his mother, you know, fights it. I don't know. That's, it's sort of, it's, it's an interesting...
1: But I get that, because I don't, I don't uh, want that to be the reason, like, you know, because... His, you know, there's obviously deeper things happening there because his right, deeper things happening, but yeah. it just doesn't help that like he's in the environment that he's in. Yeah, well, and I mean, again, there's no denying, you know, when we look at you know across the span,
0: there's going to be people that are you know people who have committed these sorts of crimes that are yeah for poor, sure that are middle class that are rich, you know, it's yeah for sure all over. Um, I think when we talked about the original uh movie, we talked about like the. Encro- like consumerism and like encroaching yeah. upon like suburbia. I like how yeah. there's that little comment <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Uh, but there's a conversation between D Wallace who, and, um, and uh, Mr. Strode.
1: Yeah. Mr. Strode. Um uh, About like, Oh, the, the capitalism and you know, the, the death of the, uh the death of small business and all that stuff. And Pat, she's like, sorry, Pat um,
0: Skipper, play Mason Strode.
1: And she's like, yeah, but it's cheaper. It's cheaper, yeah. The yeah. Epic Mart or something she calls it yeah. is,
0: is cheaper. And I just thought that was kind of a, a throwaway line in a way, but I'm like, well, that's kind of what, you know, the reading the yeah. original gets is this idea of like yeah. so much stuff kind of coming in into small town America and, you know, making, you know, radically changing the life yeah. of people urban sprawl yeah, yeah urban sprawl exactly so i i just i like that little throwaway line at the beginning because it just made me think of that conversation about you know the way this you know the suburbs and the urban life and all were sort of clashing and changing each other's natures uh you know so you have that sort of conversation happening with halloween and other slasher films yeah where, you know these innocent people are being attacked by you know, by by others, by others, by exactly malevolent forces. <laughs> I like that malevolent forces. Yes. Anyways, so good time today, just hanging out, watching that movie, doing a little, you know, yeah, a little more Rob Zombie. We kind of are making our way through. We've only got a couple other Rob Zombie movies that we might do. Oh, great! <laughs> Maybe we'll just watch them just for fun. We won't do episodes. just just
1: for fun. Just That'll make put me through, right? You know. Torture just for fun. Um, hey, Lords of Salem
0: is kind of fun in that like Lovecraftian sort of vibe. Lovely. <laughs> I'm th- I'm so thrilled, Joshua. Good. I'm I'm glad. That's I, I seek to thrill you, Joe.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I think that uh, pretty much wraps up another
1: another app another class. <laughs> We have some fun things coming up as usual.
0: Yes, yeah, we're gonna start a, a new series. Well, just, uh, make sure you check us out on Wednesday or Thursday for actual Halloween. We're gonna release another bonus episode,
1: a bonus episode, and then we're
0: gonna kick off a whole new, a whole new series. Are you excited? A whole new oh. <laughs> Because you know what's coming.
1: I know what's coming, and
0: it's going to be awful. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. So we won't uh, we won't uh, divulge too much more. But yeah, yeah, we're going to start a new little section. It's going to be a lot of fun. But this was fun doing, you know, favorite Halloween movies this year. Yeah, good times. <laughs>
1: yeah, very good times.
0: <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, I hope that you
1: have just the very best evening. I hope that you do as well, Joshua, and I will see you very soon. All right. I All won't right. go, I won't be traveling um, this much again for a while. <laughs> good. Stay, <laughs> live right here in this room.
0: Yes. Waiting to record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Good night.